Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Dave. You baked down a bastard! Where'd you get your sleep? Jesus Christ! One gather to alley. This is the Dave Duke podcast. Well, hello, my friend. Giaguich August Konsatotu. My name is Dave Duke. This is the Dave Duke Podcast, episode 14. And if we didn't cover the one story that is dominating the newspapers, the radio stations, and social media over the past week, then I wouldn't be doing you any good of a service, would I? It's Tuberty time. Tubsidy. Ryan Tuberty. Full of money. RTE. What the hell happened? Okay. From the very top, let's simplify this into long story short. RTE said they paid Ryan Tuberty this amount of money, but in fact, they actually paid him quite a bit more. And the reasons why they kept it hidden from the public are still being searched for, still being worked out, still being theorised, theorised, theorised upon. Because who the hell can figure out why did they do this for Tuberty? Who, first of all, made the initial move? Did Tuberty say, hey, I think I'd like more money? Did his agent? Did RTE go, I think we could pay you a wee bit more on the schly? Who the hell made the arrangement? Why did it come about? What's going to happen next? Let's go back in time to March 2020. It's in the lead up to Paddy's and Ryan Tuberty announces on his radio show, Lads, I'll chat you after. I'm not going to do the Late Late Show after this year. May's going to come round. I'm going to do my final show and I'm going to ride off into the sunset have a few holly bops, come back and do my one-hour radio show on RTE Radio 1 from 9 to 10, Monday to Friday, and I'm going to pursue other projects and interests. I'm going to spend more time with my girls. I'm sick of them having the limelight shone upon them. We can't go out in public without me being bothered. It's time to go. 
I've had a great run. Give someone else a go. Class. Everyone goes, best of luck, Ryan. You had a good run at it. Even some of the people who didn't really support him were like, Sherlock, you know, I never watched you, but I'm wishing you the best of luck. At the same time in March 2020, the head offices in RTE were alive with activity. It had been found that there were anomalies. Anomalies. Things were not all as they seemed in the accounts. Coincidence? Potentially. Probably. But it was all happening in March of 2020. Fast forward to Thursday, the 22nd of June. And RTE comes out and says, Hello, General Irish Public. How do you do? We are the National Broadcaster. The National Broadcasting Service. Radio Televisión. Every year we publish the salaries and wages and how much we've paid the top 10 earners. And we've done that for Manny's a year. We told you Ryan Tuberty earned this amount of money, but in fact he actually earned quite a bit more and we'd like to tell you how much it was. So going through the years to give you a sense of what was overpaid, not overpaid, my apologies, this is an easy mistake to make. Ryan Tuberty was not overpaid. It wasn't clerical error. He wasn't sent more money to his bank account that RTE didn't know was going to it or the person in RTE that struck the deal didn't know was going to it. He was paid the amount, but it was underdeclared. So we were told Tuberty's been paid one amount, but Tuberty was actually being paid a different amount, a higher amount. And what were those amounts? In 2017, it was published that Tuberty got €491,667, but in fact, he got €511,667. That's a difference of twenty grand. In 2018, we were told Tuberty got 495000 but in fact, he got 545000 Difference of fifty grand. Exact same in 2019, in 2020, it was 466,250 that was published, but in fact, he got 522,500. Moving to 2021, we were told he got 440,000, he actually got 515,000. In 2022, the exact same. 2021 and 2022, a difference in each year of 75,000 euro. So, where did all this money come from? €345,000 over the period of 2017 to 2022 under-declared to the Irish public that was paid to Ryan Tuberty. 120000 of that or so is still under investigation. The whole talk over the past week has focused mostly on 75000 in 2021 and 2022 under-declared. This is where Renault comes in. Renault sponsoring The Late Late Show were made a deal, an offer. Why they were made this offer, why they were made this approach to get Tuberty more money, I don't know. Genuinely. But here's what happened. RTE, the RTE is a very broad spectrum of people, but I can't name any one specific person. I have to just go with the company name. 
Artie said to Reno, Hey, Reno, we're good friends, right? Hey, you sponsored the Late Late Show. How about you pay Ryan Tuberty 75,000 euro? Okay, you with me? We at RTE will write 75,000 euro off your bill for the Late Late Show sponsorship. Okay, you still with me, Reno? And Reno, for you doing that, we'll give you Tuberty for a few appearances. This was happening in 2020. Hmm, thought Renault. So I pay 75,000 euro, I get 75,000 euro off, and we get Tuberty for a couple of appearances? Maybe even more than a couple? God damn it, we're in. This sounds like a good deal. Great. Renault, you only have to stick with this deal for one year. It is a two-year deal, but you can withdraw after one year if you'd like. Okay, thank you, RTE. I will consider that. I will definitely sign up for one year, but I mightn't sign up for two. Discussions took place on a virtual Microsoft Teams call about this arrangement in May of 2020. Nothing seems to have been written down. Nothing seems to be signed in paper. But RTE and Ryan Tuberty's agent, NK, struck this deal. The other caveat that was on this deal was that RTE agreed that if Renault wanted to pull out after one year and say, thank you very much, we've done our one year, as we said we would, but we're not going to say do two years, RTE would make up the difference of €75,000. Another big question on why the absolute hell you would do that, the mind boggles. But well done to Ryan Tuberty's management and agent. They've struck this deal. Tuberty's going to get €75,000 more for a couple of years. Each year for a couple of years. And all he has to do is make a few appearances. And job's a good one. Now, you might remember that there was a pandemic. And in that pandemic, there were very few cars being sold. And very few businesses were opened. And very few things were happening. So after one year, Renault said, you know what, I don't think this makes great commercial sense that we do this arrangement again. We're going to put this on pause. We're still friends, RTE, but you said we only had to do one year, and we've done one year. Thank you very much. RTE now are in a bit of a pickle. They said they would underwrite the Tuberty got both his 75,000 euros. So they had to cough up the money, and his agent came looking for the money, and they said they would even though it was only a virtual verbal agreement on a team's call in May of 2020. It doesn't make great business sense at all, does it? No. Even I, who am not up to the dealings of agents and RTE and national broadcasters, doesn't see this as great business sense. And they managed this through what's called a barter account. Do you know what a barter account is? Because I certainly didn't before this week. But in simple terms, here's what a barter account is. It's used in accounting to record the exchange of goods or services for other goods or services. Examples could include football clubs making the use of a corporate box available to a company which provides it with crowd management services or a local radio station being provided with company cars by a dealership in exchange for adverts. I didn't know barter accounts existed 
but I am certainly familiar with the practice of contra deals and the exchange of goods and services. For instance, if I was to offer my DJ services to a dentist who pulled my teeth, we wouldn't use a barter account, but that would be exchange of goods and services. It happens in radio all the time. For instance, I strike a deal. It wouldn't be me personally, but say I radio strikes a deal with the Clayton Hotels. We need two rooms, Clayton Hotels. And they say, that'd be 200 euro. And then we say, well, Clayton Hotels, rather than us giving us giving you 200 euro, we have something to offer you. How about 200 euro worth of radio advertising? And the Clayton Hotel might go, yeah, that sounds like a great deal. Let's do that. And there's a handshake and we get to stay in the room. And no money exchanges hands. It's an exchange of goods and services. It's been happening for millennia, thousands of years, Absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's a very positive practice. If you're able to offer something, great. Mutually beneficial partnerships. But RTE didn't have a straight exchange. These barter barter accounts aren't straightforward as you would think. The barter account is a UK-based account. I know it's tough, but stay with me. The barter account is based in the UK by a third-party firm, firm, third-party firm, and pay Ryan Tuberty through this barter account the hundred and fifty thousand euro. It cost RTE Radio Television not hundred and fifty thousand euro, but two hundred and thirty thousand euro, seven hundred and sixty. Once again, doesn't sound like great business sense. So this was all discovered. Grant Thornton, the big forensic accountants, very important, very straight people, went in and discovered all this. And now we're here, a week later, still scratching our head about how the fuck was this allowed to happen? What has happened? Why has this happened? I don't know what was going through RTE and Tuberty's heads. It is still to be determined. Did Tuberty demand more money and this was a way of getting more money to him without it going fully on the public record? Was it Ryan Tuberty's agent doing what agents should do for their clients and get the best possible deal struck? Was it RTE that offered this deal for the retention of Ryan Tuberty's services was Ryan Tuberty made an offer by an external company did some other radio station or TV station or firm company outfit offer Tuberty more money and RTE wanted to match that I don't know I highly doubt it I highly doubt that Tuberty was going anywhere I highly doubt he was going to leave his radio show and TV show in the pandemic in 2020 because everyone was holding on for dear life. Why did this happen? I'm not even asking how did this happen anymore. I'm asking why did this happen?
Why, why, why? The woman who might be able to answer that question, why and how, and why and how, and why and how, is Dee Forbes. Dee Forbes was the ex, well, no, she is the ex now, but she was the Director General of RTE. She is the woman that everyone wants to ask these questions of. How much did you know? Did you broker this deal? Did you authorise this deal? Why did this deal take place? How much did you know about this deal? Did you know anything about this deal? What's the crack, D. Forbes? What's the story like? She has resigned this week, or the week of recording, and she didn't turn up for the big Oireachtas meeting that happened on Tuesday, the twenty Wednesday, the 28th of June, where some politicians asked some people from RT about what was happening. D. Forbes seems to hold the answers, but due to ill health, she is currently not answering those questions. So there's this gap of knowledge. I suppose we can theorise ourselves why this happened. How this happened. Why are people so angry about this? Why has this dominated the headlines for a full week? There's a few reasons. Number one, Ryan Tuberty is the best-known broadcaster in Ireland. He only recently finished his stint on The Late Late Show, Ireland's biggest TV show. So he is a big deal, no matter which way you look at it. Maybe you're a tweeter that says things like, I'd never watch that shite in my life. You still know who Ryan Tuberty is. He is probably the most recognisable face in the country. He had a massive profile radio show on RT Radio 1. He's currently off that. He's not suspended. He's just not on it due to editorial reasons. suppose when this scandal is going on around him, it's very hard to do a radio show. It sounds a bit demented if you're on the radio going, I seen a bee today. And the entire country is talking about how much money you were paid. So he's not on the radio currently. Massive deal. Number one, that's why this strikes an interest. Number two, RT is the national broadcaster. It offers a service, news, sport, culture. It's involved in so much of the fibres of Irish society. So when a scandal hits RTE, people can't help but pay notice, pay attention and talk about it. Number three, there's also the massive betrayal of trust. We all know that the top 10 earners in RTE earn fantastic money. It's hotly debated every year when RTE releases its top 10 earners that they're being paid too much. Is there a value in them being paid those figures? Two, three, four hundred grand? So there was already a ferocious debate every year about how much Tuberty was being paid. A lot of people would argue that it's far too much. So for him to be paid even more than a ferociously argued against figure, it certainly boils the blood of a lot of people. Next reason is not an external one, but an internal one of RTE. There have been so many cuts made in RTE, wages, resources, people. 
cameras being shared between the likes of TG Cahar and RTE. The resources have went down and down and down. But while this was happening to good ordinary journalists, broadcasters, researchers, producers, cameramen and women, Tuberty was getting more money than was even being disclosed. So there are hundreds within RTE who are fucking furious. They are livid that this was happening right under their noses. They feel betrayed. And to be honest, if I was working in RTE, as a cameraman, woman, producer, researcher, journalist, God, I'd be pissed if resources were falling by the wayside and Tuberty was getting more money. If we're all in this boat together, then so be it. Not many were going on the record from within RTE going, Tuberty's been paid too much. But for him to get a great salary and for then you to be told on a far, far, far less salary, maybe on a 7th or 8th or a 10th of what Tuberty was earning and to be told we have no money, we're running out of resources, we've got to make do, for then him to be paid even more than was publicly stated, you can understand the anger and the annoyance. The other, other, not other, like a cow's tit, the other factor within RTE is how hard the journalists and news people work to build up trust. I personally have fantastic trust in RT News. Maybe you're a vaccine denier or you're a bit of a headbanger. I probably wouldn't agree with you on some of your points. If you are going, RT is the virus, then I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast. I have great trust in RT's journalists and newsreaders and what they report. They work phenomenally hard to build that trust with the likes of me and you. And they are seeing all their hours of dedication, of diligence, of work being eroded away by one scandal overpaying a very well-paid man more money. €75,000 to Ryan Tuberty has cost RTE millions and millions in damaged reputation. It's incalculable, to be honest. What RTE paid Tuberty and what Tuberty received, it, it honestly is hard to even comprehend how much damage has been done to RTE, how much trust has been broken, and how much it will take to reinstate the nation's trust in RTE. And I actually feel sorry for the day-to-day journalists, the researchers, the good people, and there are a lot in RTE that work their absolute balls off or other uh, body parts (laughs) to make RTE great in some ways. 
and then something like this happens and they're probably thinking, what's the fucking point? What am I bursting my fucking bollocks in here to make great radio, great television, great documentaries, great sports coverage if someone at the top can do something mental like not disclose payments to a fella who's paid phenomenally well already. It's a massive betrayal of trust. And that's the nub of the issue. The future for Tuberty. At this current particular moment in time, it seems nearly impossible for Tuberty to make it back. Did he do much wrong? In the grand scheme of mistakes being made, no. Man got more money, man took more money, man didn't say anything about disclosed figure that was wrong. Who would? For instance, if I was in the public broadcaster, or my, no, let me retract that. If my salary was being disclosed on the internet, Say there was some forum discussing radio presenters' salaries and someone had a figure for Dave Duke and it was smaller on the internet than what I was being paid. I don't think I'd log in and go, well, lads, how's it going? I see you discussed my salary. I'm actually paid quite a bit more than that. You don't really want to comment on your own salary, especially when it has been discussed enough and hotly contested that you've been paid too much, for you to stand up and hold your hands up and go, well, lads, actually, you know what? I'm actually paid fucking more. (laughs) You know the way you're thinking I'm getting paid too much now? I'm actually paid fucking more. And I think you should know that. I'm not sure is there many people in the entire country that would do that. Maybe you are a better person than I am. But if you think you're getting away with it, Sure, maybe you would have said nothing at all. And I think that was Tuberty's mindset. His first statement was basically saying, Hi, I have nothing to do with this. I am not involved in RTE's accountancy methodologies. Good luck. His very next statement was, You know what? I should have shouted something that I was being paid more. And I'm sorry about that. Has Tuberty done anything massively wrong? When I think of other radio presenter and TV presenter scandals, absolutely not. He got more money than was being disclosed. He was being paid very handsomely as it was. Money, money, money. Money rules the world. Does paper refuse ink? I think not. Does he make it back to radio? I don't know. I, for one, would be a forgiving person. I feel everyone... Deserves a second chance. But it's not for me to decide, is it? It certainly is not. So I hope you have more of an understanding on the Ryan Tuberty scandal that has currently engripped the nation of Ireland for the past week. Let's move onwards and upwards in today's podcast. It's time for the gospel. This is the gospel according to Dave, a letter from me to the coffee shops of this country. 
I am a man who loves coffee. I drink a minimum of four cups per day. Once with my breakfast. Once with my lunch. Once at around ten to quarter past three. Or pre-show. And one after my dinner. It is a drink I have enjoyed since I have been a child. When I was a baby with a bottle, sometimes a bottle of coffee or tea would be made for me to put me to sleep. There are times where I've twisted and turned as a teenager, restless and without sleep. I would frequent the kitchen and make myself a cup of coffee to go to sleep. Now that you know how much I enjoy coffee, you must understand how much this greatly annoys me. Number one. Coffee's got very expensive. 320 for a takeaway Americano. But sir or madam, an Americano is just some beans topped up with hot water in a cup. Why does it cost three twenty in that loan? I should count myself lucky. It is probably seventy five euro and twenty cent in Dublin. However, that is not the nub of the matter. There is an awful practice of mismatching cups and lids currently in the coffee shop business. Manny's a t shirt, white and other light colours have been fucking ruined by your shitty lids on your shitty cups. At least by a matching set. You look like a clown with coffee all over your t-shirt at 3 o'clock in the day. I'd paid 3.20 to have my white t-shirt browned by your coffee. I want it in my mouth. I want it in my belly. I want the fucking caffeine. I don't want it on my t-shirt. Get proper lids for your cups. I'm paying you good money to get your shit together. Now put the two of them together. Coordinate. Shitty behaviour. I'm sick of it. And the next time it happens, I'm going to find the owner. I'm going to find the person who orders the coffee cups and the lids. And I'm going to let the lid fall off. And I'm going to throw the cup of coffee in your face. And I'm going to make sure it's boiling hot. Because I feel that's the only retribution. And it's the only time you're going to pass any heed to me. Thank you, Amen. Now, let's get some of your questions, shall we? Stereotype about Leitrim people, that's true, asks Aaron. We are boggers, genuinely. I don't know how to describe this, but some of the carry-on that I witness in Carrigan Shannon can only be described as pure and utter animalistic. It's not human nature at all. If there was silage in a trough in Dunn's Bar on occasions, there'd be lads eating the silage. They make involuntary movements of their arms and their heads. We are like cavemen in some parts of Leitrim. I would say, compared to some of the men and women, they can be muck savages as well, I am super sophisticated. I wouldn't be sophisticated in Dublin. I wouldn't even say I'd be that sophisticated on the streets of Athlone. 
But some nights in Carrigan Shannon after I do Dunn's Bar and I survey the behaviour and sometimes during the gig as well, I feel more sophisticated than anyone in the room. So it is a stereotypical response that we're backward, but in a lot of ways we are fucking muck savages. I'd say we date each other. I'm surprised there hasn't been any mass killing event in Leitrim where for no good reason there is an awful riot and we're pulling the arms off each other. I'm so surprised it actually hasn't happened. I don't blame you if you don't understand what I mean by that. I think you just need to come and see it some day or night for yourself. Favourite month asks Shane. December's pretty solid. Because even at the start of December, you're looking forward to Christmas. If you don't like Christmas, then you're snookered. There's Christmas parties happening. Christmas week. Uh, yeah, December. December is a solid month. It's my mother's birthday. I'm usually gigging. There's pints. There's mince pies. Don't like mince pies. Don't care for them. There's the Christmas markets. There's the Christmas adverts. You're playing Christmas music. You can say stuff like, Asher, fuck it. It's Christmas from the 1st of December all the way through to the 6th of January. Not a great fan of New Year's Eve, must say. Don't really like celebrating New Year's Eve. I'd rather be gigging. But I do love... I'll Actually, my favourite days of the year are all in December, so I have to love December. And here they are as follows. In third position is St. Stephen's Day. In second... Oh, no. No, I have more than that. Okay. Um, New Year's Eve doesn't actually come in the top ten of favourite days of the year. But there's four days. The My top four is all December. So December is my favourite month. And here they are, in order. In fourth position is the 26th of December, St. Stephen's Night, Boxing Night, from my northern English friends. Northern and English friends. I'm not saying my northern friends are English, but you do both call St. Stephen's Day, Boxing Day. It's about the only thing you have in common. Like, the north, my northern friends might hate the queen, and the English love the queen even though she's dead, but you do both call... St. Stephen's Night, the 26th of December, Boxing Night. Confusing. So St. Stephen's Night, fourth position. In third position is the 23rd of December. Great night for going out. Great night for catching up with friends. I love the 23rd of December. You're just not quite Christmas yet, but God, you're so close. You're getting jobs done. 23rd might be a finishing date for a lot of people. Excellent. In second position is Christmas Day. And in first position is actually Christmas Eve. I enjoy Christmas Eve more than Christmas Day. It's hard to explain to you exactly why. But Christmas Eve, the mentality is, oh my God, tomorrow's Christmas. Isn't this amazing? Whereas Christmas Day, it's actually there and you're cooking the dinner and you're nearly forcing yourself to enjoy it more than it needs to be enjoyed. Whereas Christmas Eve, 
All bets are off. Nowhere's open that night. You can go for pints. You can pretend you're going for batteries and call in for pints. The My funniest Christmas Eve wasn't that funny. But I went in to collect gear out of a pub that I had played on in the 23rd. And inside the door of this pub, there was a little table. And on that table was about 12 packs of batteries. And why was there 12 packs of batteries on that table? Because many men had told their significant others that, Jesus Christ, I must run up to the shop and get batteries for that toy. I'll be back. But the batteries weren't really needed. It was that they had an excuse to go up the town, get a few pints, bring the batteries down and go, I brought the batteries. Were you in the fucking pub for the last three and a half hours? No, wasn't I. Just in a queue for the batteries. So there's my favourite month. And on that, we'll end today's podcast. It's been a whirlwind. I've spoken a lot. I'm losing my voice. As always, thank you so much for the ratings and the feedback and the emails and the, not the WhatsApps, the inch to DMs. They're very much appreciated. And if you do want to send one, dave at davejuke.ie. Mr. Dave Duke on Instagram, give this five stars, a thumbs up, tell a mate. Until then, take it savage hand, eh? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.